Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Two Bums and a Mike Sports Podcast. Uh, I will be your host today, Christian Landreth. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at C underscore Landy84. Uh, my two co-hosts, uh, Michael and Kevin, uh, were unable to join me today, so I will be doing this solo dolo today, which I'm sure everybody is super excited about, including I am. I, I love when I get to do this by myself, um, but I do wish Michael and Kevin were still here with me, uh, you know, adds to the entertainment value. So, uh... As I said, uh, this is another edition of the Two Bums and a Mike Sports Podcast. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. We appreciate everybody who listens, and uh, thank you. And uh, we're in for a fun one today because we are going to be talking about March Madness and the 2023 Division One Men's NCAA college basketball tournament which has been the craziest tournament that I believe I have seen in a very long time whether it's upsets whether it's just close games that come down to the buzzer uh, a 16 seed beating a 1 seed and then almost making it to the sweet 16 uh, you know, Cinderella stories just I mean, it's been all over the board. Uh, brackets were busted on day two. Uh, there was, uh, after day one, there was less than 1% of brackets that were still perfect. And after day two, there were none. Which goes to show just how unpredictable, exciting, and awesome this tournament is. This is the best tournament in sports, in my opinion. Because you get 64 teams, and it's one and done. You win or you go home until there's one team left standing. Man, is this an exciting time of year. Uh, I don't think I've watched that much college basketball in a very long time. Uh, Mainly due to the fact that my team, uh, the Xavier Musketeers of Cincinnati, Ohio, of the Big East Conference are finally back in the tournament after four years of, oof, pain and suffering, but last year winning the NIT and then springboarding that into this year making a pretty, pretty darn impressive run. So I will get to that later, but I'm just recapping what happened uh, this, you know, starting last Thursday and going, you know, going until last night at about, you know, up until about 11.30, 12 o'clock in the morning last night was just incredible. I mean, you started off with one of the first games with uh, Virginia going up against Furman. So that was uh, the four-seed Virginia Cavaliers. I believe that's yeah, uh, Cavaliers going up against the 13 seed Furman. Man, did I not see this coming, and it was just a blow to my bracket uh, on the second game of the whole tournament. 
Uh, yeah, so Virginia Furman upsets Virginia 68 to 67 on, what was it? I believe it was Thursday. And just that sent the whole thing off. So just to get into a uh, box score of that game, I mean, you know, Virginia, you know, is known for just holding you down defensively, not letting you score, and just being able to score enough to win. So, you know, that's kind of their M.O., as you say, you know, just strong defensively. You're not going to score more than them because they're just not going to let you. But uh, they lost uh, to the Paladins. Uh, I mean, for for uh, Furman, uh, Slauson had 19 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, Foster, 14 points, 5 rebounds. I mean, they had four guys get to double figures. They didn't really. Sh- uh, they shot the ball pretty well. Pretty well. They, they hit 10 threes. Uh, they shot a little under 50%. Uh, 14 of 19 from the free throw line. I mean, uh, that'll. That's pretty good. Whereas Virginia, uh, their top scorer was uh, Shedrick with. 15 points, 13 rebounds. Then uh, Beekman with 14, 5. 14 points, 5 rebounds. And then they had uh, McNeely off the bench score 12 points. They only had three guys in double figures, which goes to show you that they are not the most, uh, you know, they're not really focused on their offense. They did shoot over 50%, but they were only 2 of 12 from beyond the arc. Uh, they shot the, their free throws well, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, they just got outscored uh, by one. So I mean, that, I mean that was crazy. I was I was watching that game, and it came down to such a oh my god, a, a mind-boggling move. So they were up two, and they had the ball. And they inbounded it, and the guy who caught the inbound pass just literally threw it as far as he could, and it was intercepted by Furman, and then they made one pass, and the guy hit hit a three with a couple seconds left on the clock, and Virginia, you know, had to do a half-court heave, and it missed. So, just a, a crazy start to this tournament, and it was just... Uh, it was just a shadow of things to come. I mean, so the, the first game of the day, we had uh, Maryland beating West Virginia, uh, Missouri beating Utah State, Kansas beating Howard, Alabama being beating Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, uh, San Diego State beating Charleston. Uh, I, I could go through all these games, but I mean, it's just... It, 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 you know, it started off crazy and it, it, it kept being crazy. Uh, for a while, the favorites were winning. Um, I mean, the seven seed beat the ten seed. The one seed, the two one seeds that played beat the sixteen seed. Uh, I thought Charleston, the College of Charleston, was going to beat San Diego State. That didn't end up. That ended up not happening. But then, Michael, or 
my co-host here. Uh, I was watching the game, and he was he was paying attention to it, and he he got all riled up over Princeton. Uh, the 15 seed Princeton beat the two seed Arizona, 59 to 55, in the first round. Uh, I mean, I had Arizona going to the Elite Eight, so I mean, immediately on day one, there's two two ginormous upsets. I mean, it was crazy. Uh, you know, a, a Sweet 16 team of mine and Elite 8 team down down the drain on the first day. I can't get any crazier than that. Uh, but, you know, uh, Princeton played a heck of a game. I think Arizona was off. Just a bit off. Their mark... I mean, the money line was coming into the game was Arizona was a minus eleven hundred and sixty-seven favorite, and they lost by four. <laughs> I mean, so you had Princeton, you had oh my gosh, how do you even? Uh, I, I'm gonna butcher this name. If Bomwan had fifteen points, I'm I'm so sorry to whoever that is, but I, I completely butchered that name. It, that is, I mean, to be fair, that's a pretty, on paper, that's a pretty hard name to pronounce. But he had 15 points, seven rebounds. Uh, he was the only guy for Princeton, player for Princeton, that scored at double figures, and they still won. Like, uh, they had uh, two guys score eight, uh, two guys score six, a guy score nine, and a guy score seven. But, I mean, Arizona just came out and absolutely laid an egg. Uh, their top scorer, which was really the only reason this game was this close, was uh, Tubelis. He had 22 points, 5 rebounds. Uh, Balo had 13 points and 12 rebounds. But then it's uh, 8 points, then it's 3 points, 2 points, 5 points and 2 points, and no points. They shot, un- they shot 24 of 57 from the field, which is under 50%. 3 of 16 from 3. And they only shot seven free throws, and they only hit four of them. So, I mean, that's just crazy. I mean, uh, both sides didn't really shoot a lot of free throws. Princeton only shot five. They made three of them, and, and they only hit four, four threes, and they, uh, four out of twenty-five threes. So it's not like they shot incredibly well. But uh, the Princeton's defense near the end of the game really clamped down on Arizona, and Arizona really couldn't handle the pressure. And they ended up getting upset. So, I mean, right off the bat, it is just crazy. I mean, uh, I I know my bracket every year is never, is always pretty bad. But I didn't think he was going to be this bad after day one. I mean, then you have um, Auburn beating Iowa. Duke beating Oral Roberts. Texas beating Colgate. Northwestern beating Boise State. Tennessee beating Louisiana, Houston beating Northern Kentucky, UCLA beating UNC Asheville, and uh, Penn State beating Texas A&M. So that was your first. That was the first day, and it, everybody's already like, "Uh oh." But uh, and then it moved on to day two, so that uh, would be Friday, and uh, the first game of the day was USC Michigan State. Michigan State ended up winning that one by ten. Um, I mean, Michigan State, the whole year was never really 
looked at as a team that could possibly make a deep run in this tournament. But, you know, here we are. And as of today, Monday, they are they're going to be playing next weekend in the Sweet 16. So, I mean, it's just Tom Izzo is an incredible coach. He always has his team ready when it comes time, you know, comes time for this tournament. And they always seem to, <laughs> to you know, beat teams that nobody thinks they're going to beat. So hats off to them. But then the second game on Friday was uh, my uh, three-seeded Xavier Musketeers going up against four, the 14th-seed uh, Kennesaw State out of Georgia. And oh boy, was I sweating. This game was crazy. So, Xavier ended up winning 72-67. to uh, But I mean, it, it should not have been that close. That close, but uh, give credit where credit is due. Kennesaw State played a great game. They were up 7 at half. And at one point, with like 10 minutes left in the second half, they were up by 13 points. And then it all came crashing down for Kennesaw State, where they went for about seven minutes without uh, a field goal. And Xavier was able to go on a 15 to nothing run, which catapulted them to the victory. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Jerome Hunter had the game of his career when we needed him the most. 24 points, 5 rebounds, 8 of 11 from the from the field, uh, hit all 8 of his free throws, 1 steal, and 1 block. I mean, he, played his, he played his tail off. He single-handedly said, All right, you boys are struggling. Here, get on my back. I am going to lead us to the promised land. And boy, did he ever come through big time. Uh, Sule Boom had 17 points, 5 rebounds, 5 of 13 from the floor, 6 of 6 from the free throw line. Uh, Colby Jones had 12.6 rebounds. Uh, Jack Nunji had 10 points, 11 rebounds. Uh, two steals, two blocks, which one of them came um, was the defensive play of the game where we were up one and they had the ball and uh, one of their players went in for a layup and Jack Nunji said absolutely not we are going to play in the round of 32 and Sule Boom hits four straight free throws and the game is over so I mean it was just a, it was a dog fight it was just a it was a crazy game uh, they had they had some really talented guys that could score uh, Burden had 14 points 7 rebounds uh, Chris Youngblood which is like the name of the tournament had 14 points uh, Rogers had 10 I mean and they, they also had a very deep team so they 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 played pretty much a full 10-man lineup with pretty much nine the ten, uh the tenth guy only played two minutes I think because of uh young blood 
Chris Youngblood fouled out in the second half. So, boy, and we we, we are very short. We only have a we have a seven man rotation. So we with uh, Zach Freeman hurt uh, really has uh, shortened our bench, and we've had to buckle up and get some get some big wins. Uh, but we did not play up to our standard. Uh, we shot under 50% from the field. We, we only hit two threes out of 12. We missed eight eight free throws, so went 22 of 30. It was just... Uh, uh, the shots weren't in, and we were lucky that, uh, you know, Kennesaw State just couldn't hit, their, couldn't hit a shot for almost... 10 minutes of that half so we were very fortunate to come out of that one but uh, you know Xavier moves on so you know and then you get you know it has just been crazy so and just amazing how this tournament always always shapes (laughs) shapes out every year is just unpredictable exciting the Cinderella stories and everything. Um, but yeah, then you had, uh, after that, you had uh, Baylor beating uh, University of California, Santa Barbara. You had St. Mary's beating VCU. Marquette beating Vermont. Uh, Pittsburgh beating Iowa State. Uh, Creighton beating NC State. UConn beating Iona. Uh, that was a pretty, uh, a pretty, uh, what's the word? high-profile game because you had uh, Dan Hurley, the coach for the UConn Huskies, and then uh, Rick Pitino, uh, who was the coach for Iona. So that was that was a circled game for a lot of people uh, coaching-wise because those are two very prominent uh, coaches in college basketball. Uh, but UConn beat, uh, beat them by 24. So UConn has uh, had a really good tournament so far um, and they are looking very dangerous in that west region who is with with now without the number one seed Kansas after their loss to Arkansas in the round of 32 um, I mean I mean they're just one seeds going out and speak speaking of one seeds losing Purdue boy do I have a bone to pick with you um I mean, it's just, it, it, it's really hard for Purdue. Uh, in three consecutive NCAA tournaments, they have lost to a 13th seed, a 15th seed, and then now this year, a 16th seed. Uh, so it's just, it's, it's rough right now if you're, if you're a Purdue Boilermaker fan. But uh, uh, FDU, the Fairleigh Dickinson University Knights, take down the one seed Purdue. 63 to 58. Uh, FDU becomes just the second 16 seed to beat a one seed in an NCAA tournament ever. The last one being UMBC back in 2017. Or no, 2018, I'm sorry. 2018. So, I mean, it's just. Whew! FDU, did they ever, uh, were they ever the Cinderella this year? Uh, I will pull up the box score for this. 
Uh, so the final score was uh, FDU 63, Purdue 58. Uh, FDU, uh, man, what a run they are having and that they had. Uh, Moore for FDU had 19 points. Uh, Roberts had 12. Uh, Tweedy had 10. And then just a bunch of, you know, scattered out scoring. Uh, neither team shot it very well. But, you know, FDU made more shots than Purdue did. And uh, ended up coming away with the victory. Um, you know, like Purdue, uh, Zach Eady, the 7-4 monster that they have. Uh, 21 points, 15 rebounds. Uh, Lawyer had 13 points. Gillis had 10 and then not much else. Uh, they had five, uh, six guys uh, other than those uh, first three scored double digits uh, play. Six, I'm sorry, six. And they scored a combined 14 points, which um, will not get it done and is a big factor into why they lost this game. Uh, they could not shoot. They shot 19 of 53 from the field. 5 of 26 from 3. I mean, that's just atrocious. Um, and th- this team uh, uh, this team wasn't known for their three-point shooting, but, you know, when they needed it, they could not hit their shots at all. And uh, FDU just capitalized on more opportunities, and they got the, they got the historic victory over Purdue, which... Um, which is awesome because, I mean, it's not, you know, you don't get this very often, but when you do, it's just, it's so special just to see that, you know, a team like FDU come in, not only beat Purdue, but they had to play in a playing game uh, before the first round of the tournament, and they ended up winning that game, and then to come in and then beat a one-seed Purdue is just incredible, and, uh, you know they were so fun to watch, and I just um, I, I wish that pro I wish their program well. Uh, I think they're going to get better. So uh, we probably didn't see the last of uh, at Fairley Dick- Farley Dickinson University um, in the NCAA tournament. So I look forward to uh, seeing how that program uh, um, you know proceeds going forward. It should be very exciting for them. Uh, you know, they put themselves on an, the national stage. They had pretty much the whole world behind them. And it, it was just amazing. Um, so all credit to them. Their coach is an incredible coach and an even better guy. Um, so I, I wish them nothing but the best. Um, but to move on, man, how do you move on, right? After that, uh, Kentucky beat Providence. Gonzaga beat Grand Canyon. Uh, Miami beat Drake. Uh, FAU beat Memphis by one. That was another. That was a game that came down to a to the last second. Uh, man, there I'm just a lot of a lot of games coming down to the wire. I mean, which is what you want, which is is good for college basketball because that means they are they're seated well and uh, you know. College basketball is in very good hands, and it's in a very good place going forward. Um, it is just—it is so exciting this year. 
Uh, then you had Kansas State beating Montana State. Uh, TCU beating Arizona State by two after being down by seven at half. Uh, you had Indiana beating Kent State. And that was it of, from the first round. And moving on to the second round, the round of 32, uh, Furman, who upset Virginia, ended up losing to San Diego State 75-52. to So their Cinderella uh, run ends in the round of 32, with San Diego State uh, being the first team to punch their ticket to the Sweet 16 next weekend. Uh, then you had uh, Duke going up against Tennessee, which was a, a very good game. Uh, Tennessee ended up winning that game 65-52. to 52. Uh, A lot of people had Duke. Duke was, was extremely hot at the end of the season. I believe they had won like 9 or 10 games in a row, won their conference tournament. And uh, But Tennessee is a very – they're big, they're a physical team. They got after Duke defensively, and and they won that game. So all props on to Tennessee. They move on to the Sweet 16. Uh, and then you have the uh, the next one seed to fall. Um, Arkansas beat Kansas 72, 72 to 71 in an instant thriller, uh, coming down to the buzzer. I mean, I mean, this year is just all over the place. I mean, you have upsets galore. You have one seeds going out early. I mean, it's just crazy. Uh, just the the amount of parity in college basketball is insane. And uh, you said the whole the whole transfer portal and NIL. Uh, there's a lot more talent spread out, um, so I mean it's always it's always good to have you know talent spread out all over the place, and you know it, it just makes for the tournament being that much more exciting and special, and you know new teams, you know making runs every year. It's just it's incredible to see. And then uh, after that, uh, Princeton with their chance to go to the Sweet 16 as a 15 seed, uh, beats 7 seed Missouri 78-63. to 63. I mean, <laughs> Princeton. I mean, they're an Ivy League school. Nobody really thinks anything of really any of the Ivy League schools when it comes to sports because that's not really what they're known for. But um, got to hand it to them. They are playing very well right now. And uh, they are, they punched their ticket and they are going to play, be playing in the second weekend for a chance to go to the Elite Eight. So, you know, I'll be looking forward to that. I, they play Creighton in the Sweet 16. So that should be a very interesting game. Uh, so, and then after that, you have Houston beating Auburn. Texas beating Penn State, uh, UCLA beating Northwestern, uh, and then Alabama beating Maryland by 22. So that was after the first day of the second round. That is how it shaped out to be. And then going into 
yesterday, day two of the second round, the first game of the day is my Xavier Musketeers going up against the Pitt Panthers. So, uh, Xavier uh, really came out, played better, played like themselves. Um, I mean, when they're going, when they're clicking on offense, they are they are very scary and they are able to beat anybody in the country if they are if they are hitting their shots and sharing the ball they are number one in uh, college basketball in assists per game I mean they had 17 assists on 19 made for field goals after the first half so I mean they just they share the ball extremely well the they shoot the ball extremely high percentages and they ended up winning this game 84 to 73 and punching their ticket to the sweet 16 uh they are finally back in the sweet 16 um after a six-year drought uh the last time they had made the sweet 16 was 2017 when we went on that miracle run to the elite eight so the box score for Xavier Pitt, uh, Jack Nunji had 18 points, three rebounds, eight of 12 from the floor, two blocks, just incredible on the offensive and defensive side. Uh, he did foul out, which was, which was <laughs> unfortunate because you know he's a very big president. Him being seven feet tall, uh, he, he looms large down in the paint both on the offensive side and defensive side of the ball. Um, Adam Kunkel hit 15 points, four rebounds, uh, five of eight from three-point range, three steals. Uh, he came up huge. Uh, Sule Boom had 14.7 rebounds, five assists. He didn't shoot that well, but went seven of eight from the free-throw line when we needed him. He knocked down those three throws, which he shoots at 80% on the on the season and for pretty much his career uh, and had two steals so you know he hit he hit some shots when you know late in the game when we needed him and hit those clutch clutch free throws at the end of the game uh, Jerome Hunter had a very solid game again 14 points 5 rebounds 6 of 10 from the floor uh, 2 of 2 on the free throws 1 steal I mean he is just having the, you know, he's having a tournament, you know, that <laughs> is very special uh, because, um, you know, we all, pretty much everybody at Xavier, we all, we all love Big Rome. So uh, he's having a great tournament. So, I mean, it's just, it's amazing to see his turnaround from last year to this year and just how he's playing and, you know, just his role with this team and how Sean Miller has used him and uh, been able to get the most out of him. Uh, Colby Jones had 10 points, 14 rebounds, and 7 assists. 4 of 9 from the floor, 2 of 3 from beyond the arc. A uh, 1 block. I mean, he is he is just something else. He is he is um, you know, our our captain, our leader. Uh, he does all the dirty work he you know he locks up on defense he 
you know, he hits shots where we need him to hit shots. He gets rebounds. Uh, he finds the open guy. I, he is our, he's just our floor general. So, uh, I mean, what a heck of a game that Colby had. And then um, Desmond Claude off the bench had 11 points. Uh, <laughs> so, um, the all Big East freshman uh, stepped up big in this game. Um, hit some hit some shots that we needed. Uh, needs to work on his free throw shooting. He was only five. He only hit five out of the ten free throws he committed. Uh, but the the ones he did hit were were crucial for us to get the win. So uh, my Xavier Musketeers uh, will be playing. In the Sweet 16 for the first time since 2017, and I cannot be more excited. So, uh, let's go X, baby. But uh, moving on to the other games yesterday, um, Kansas State beats Kentucky 75-69 to in an all-time classic game. Uh, the point guard from Kansas State absolutely had a ridiculous game, scoring 27 points. Uh, nine assists, two rebounds. Um, he looked incredible, and uh, Kansas State can make a pretty deep run here. Um, so, you know, with Purdue being out of it, and uh, they're playing very well right now. So, I, I look forward to watching their game next weekend. Uh, then the next game is the the upset of day day four. Day two of the second round, Michigan State beats the reigning Big East champion Marquette Golden Eagles 69 to 60. I mean, nobody saw Michigan State, you know, winning one game, let alone two, and, you know, beating one of the best teams in the country. Uh, I mean, Tom Izzo is just an incredible coach. He had their guys ready. And they just, you know, they they beat them. So my cap's off to them. Uh, it's a little revenge uh, for Marquette absolutely handling Xavier in the Big East Tournament Championship game. Uh, so, you know, what, what goes around comes around, right? Yeah. So then the next game after that was another Big East uh, team moving on to the Sweet 16. Uh, UConn beat the St. Mary's 70 to 55. UConn looks looks incredible. They look dangerous. Um, you know, they could easily make a final four. Uh, they're just playing extremely extremely good basketball um, right now. So I, I have my eyes eyes on them. So uh, you know, good for UConn and you know, good for the Big East with, you know, sending some teams here to the Sweet 16. Uh, then the next game was also, <laughs> they front-loaded the games uh, yesterday with all the Big East teams. Uh, Creighton played Baylor. Uh, Creighton uh, came away with the victory, 85-76. to I personally had Baylor winning that game, but... Oh, Creighton proved me, proved me wrong on that one. I mean, Ryan Nemhard had 30 points. I mean, they, they're they playing good basketball right now. And, uh, you know, 
they'll have to get past Alabama at some point if they make it that far. But, you know, they could they could definitely, you know, win some games here next weekend. So, 16, so moving on, then the, it was the uh, kind of the game that everybody was all amped up for. Uh, FDU uh, played F, uh, Fairleigh Dickinson University played Florida Atlantic. Uh, so it was the 16 going up against the 9, and FDU had the chance to become the first 16 seed to ever make the Sweet 16. And unfortunately, they come up just short, losing 78 to 70. Oh, I mean, it was just, this was a crazy back and forth game. FDU fought until the end, but, you know, FAU really uh, hit hit some shots late in the game that kind of pulled, separated the team at, at, towards the end of the game and uh, they ended up getting the victory, so they said, um, I, you know, FD's Cinderella run comes to an end but um, what a what an experience and what a ride it was for them and for everybody being able to watch that and, you know, everybody getting behind them is always fun and the crowd's going crazy and uh, my, um, all my respect goes out to FTU and their program and how they handle themselves, how they run things, and they uh, they'll be back. I have a feeling they'll be back. Then moving on to the last two two games of the weekend and of the second round, you have Miami uh, beating Indiana, eighty-five to sixty-nine. Uh, I mean, Miami just played lights out. Um, it was close going into the second half. It was only a five-point game. But, um, you know, Miami ended up uh, outscoring Indiana by 11 in the second half. So that was really the difference Difference in the game was they, had, they made shots when they needed it. And then Indiana, you know, really couldn't make anything. And Miami's defense really stepped up. So Miami punched their ticket to the Sweet 16. And then the last game of the day was Gonzaga versus TCU. Um, and surprise, to, to, to my chagrin, uh, TCU was up 5, 38-33 going into the second half. But then Gonzaga just absolutely exploded for 51 points in the second half and won the game 84-81. So Gonzaga has now made... I believe it is either eight or nine sweet 16s in a row which is which i believe is a ncaa college basketball record so i mean they have they've had a, an incredible program for a w- long time now and uh, they just continue to win games in march so um you know we'll see how that goes but that wraps up the first weekend in the NCAA March Madness tournament. And boy, boy, was it a ride. And I cannot wait for what next weekend holds holds in store and then the weekend after that with the Final Four and the uh, National Championship game. Um, we are set for one heck of a tournament here and I can't wait. Uh, so... Um, I will be rooting for my Xavier Musketeers 
Uh, they will play. They play the Texas Longhorns on Friday at I believe 9:45 Eastern time. So I will be ready for that game, and uh, you know, just hope they can uh, hope they can win that one and move on to the Elite Eight. So let's go Muskies, and uh, yeah, I cannot wait for what the rest of this tournament holds. So. Uh, that will wrap up this episode of the Two Bums and a Mike Sports Podcast. I've been your host, Christian Landreth. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at C underscore Landy 84. Um, make sure to listen to us on Apple Music. Not Apple Music, I'm sorry. Apple Podcasts um, and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Again, I have been Christian. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening.